Occasionally, we are confronted by real evil. A serial predator terrorizes a community. A school shooter cuts short young lives. A tyrant and a dictator commits genocide. And our hearts cry out for justice. We want the punishment to fit the crime. What justice is on display in the death of Jesus of Nazareth? What crime is being punished? Now, some would suggest that there is no justice at all in Jesus' death. He was obviously innocent. He was falsely accused. But he was caught in the machine of the Roman occupation, and like other victims of an unjust judicial system throughout history, he died. Many more, I think, are simply confused by this question. What justice, what crime is being punished? They genuinely don't know. Because all that they have heard about God is that God is love. So why must Jesus die to show God's love? I mean, what kind of monster kills his own son to demonstrate his love? Even many of us tonight stumble over the meaning of the cross Because the good news of Jesus' death on the cross doesn't seem to match the bad news that we see and experience in our own lives. Instead of sin and rebellion against God, we often think the bad news is different. A broken marriage. Wayward children. Low self-esteem, the loss of cultural power. That's the real bad news, we think. But what in the world does the cross have to do with any of that? Of course, the bad news is much worse than the everyday pains and sorrows of our lives. The bad news is that you and I have failed to keep God's law beginning with Adam and Eve and continuing on until this very evening, we break God's law in thought, word, and deed. Sometimes we fall into sin. But more often than not, we willfully choose to disregard God's claim of kingship over our lives. And we go our own way. We are all convicted criminals whose crimes against an infinitely holy God demand an infinite penalty. Theologian R.C. Sproul once told a story of being accosted by a street preacher who yelled into his face, Are you saved? 
And R.C. Sproul, being R.C. Sproul, asked him, saved from what? The street preacher didn't quite know how to answer him. And I wonder if you do. What are you saved from? Are you saved from the devil? Are you saved from sin? Are you saved from death? Sure, but those aren't really the problem, are they? No, we need to be saved from God. I think some of us stumble here. It's increasingly difficult for Christians, particularly in this time and place, who are constantly engaging with very fine people of different religions or even of no religion at all. It's hard for us to conclude that our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, maybe even our family members are really deserving of eternal death. that already they are under the sentence of divine wrath. But the consistent testimony of the Bible is that God's wrath is poured out on sinners. His wrath is the just judgment against our sin. We, who have sown death and destruction into our own lives, we, who have sown death and destruction into our families, into our social systems, and into our society's structures, we are confronted by the condemnation of God. The wrath of God, Paul says in Romans chapter 1, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So who will save you from God? We are saved from God by God. God is the one who suffers and dies on the cross. God is the one who atones for our sins. When Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The reality behind this cry staggers the imagination. God was forsaken by God. The second person of the Trinity, the Lord of glory, stooped down and put on a human nature. And for our sake, he was condemned to death and suffered the wrath of God. The one who spoke the world into existence entered into a world cursed by our sin, and became a curse for us. The one that we rejected and rebelled against became the willing victim 
of His own just judgment against sin so that sin and judgment wouldn't have the last day. At the end of the day, it was not the Jews who crucified Jesus. It was not the Romans. It was not even you and me. Even though it was because of our sin and guilt that he hung there in derision. Ultimately, God crucified God. Why? How can we comprehend such a profound mystery? Friends, the cross is a demonstration to the world that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is that nothing, not even our own sin and rebellion, will prevent Him from achieving His purpose in our lives and in all creation. God hung on a cross as the culmination of his own plan and purpose to rescue and redeem us from the wrath that we deserve and to bestow on us instead a righteousness that we could have never achieved on our own. God in the flesh suffered and died for you and me to save us from himself, to save us for himself forever.